Alright, so this is uh, episode 28 of Road to Serfdom's Stream of Consciousness, and uh, there's been many developments since my last uh, episode, pretty recently actually. Um, almost immediately after I released uh, episode 27, um, and determining that I was going to stop being full-time on Twitter, uh, Twitter restored my Road to Serfdom account, uh, so that's great. Uh, and I immediately dove right back into what I was doing for a year and a half and started uh, retweeting the quote tweets, which immediately resumed exactly as they left off, hundreds of them a day. And um, it was it was great. It was um, I was very enthusiastically jumping right back in, uh, and I totally forgot about my decision to uh, back off from Twitter, partly because I had um, just well, variety of reasons, mostly just uh, to hell with everything I'm going to resume on Twitter with my Road to Zertum account, uh, make sure I reestablish it and make sure that it's good and and the stuff is still there. Um, but also I, I had said that I would go back to, to full-time Twitter as soon as they restored my account. And I never really stopped um, the entire time that I was suspended. I was full-time on the Corn Beef Curse account, um, to a much less effective degree, uh, but I was still spending all my time doing it, trying to build that account. And when I decided to back off, it was because um, the followers that had found me and who had been supporting me during the uh, during the important time when the movement license tweet was uh, was censored and needed to be propped up when people would quote tweet it, uh, and it required me to be there all the time in order to do that. So I had, in order to, to see them happen and and to retweet them, I had to be doing it all day long, and, and it took extra time because of Twitter's, um, you know, very manipulative um, interventions where they don't record likes and they don't necessarily record retweets, so it does take this process I've described in other episodes where... I have to click on like and then zoom to make sure that the number updates. And if it doesn't, I have to zoom out, unclick it, zoom back in, zoom out, click it, zoom back in, and repeat that process until that number increases. And that's, I've ex- I was explaining this, maybe it wasn't on one of my episodes, I think it was in the interview with uh, Sam Cheney um, recently on Weaponized News. And I'm doing the weekly interviews with Sam Cheney on Weaponized News and uh, Raven Kiefer on No Apologies, and those are uh, Fridays and Tuesdays, respectively. And I'm going to continue to do that no matter what. Um, And I'm going to continue to do these podcasts no matter what. Um, But uh, I think... I did try to do a -a begathon at the, uh, you know, I spent about three days doing this retweeting of the quote tweets again on Road to Serfdom, and the end of the month came, and I still hadn't raised the rent, and I I didn't, hadn't done any work on trying to find work or anything, I've just been trying to sell stuff. So I tried another bagathon, and I got no response. So I took that to be, um, permission, if not a mandate, to stop being on Twitter. Um, at least full-time, that is. I don't mean quit Twitter. Um, but this means that I won't be able to retweet quote tweets of any kind, and I probably won't be able to respond to most comments or questions, and I probably won't be able to like stuff. Um, so at night, when I am uploading uh, videos, 
and and I'll try to do some interaction at that point um, on both accounts, corned beef and curse and road to serfdom. But it's unlikely that I will be able to to do this interactive thing that I had been doing for two years. Um, and as I said, the main reason that I go through all this trouble with um, likes and retweets um, is to make sure that the, the person on the other end knows that I liked it. Because if I like it and it fills in the heart, but doesn't update the number, then it's most likely coincidental with that person not receiving a reply. And if they look at the tweet, it doesn't have a like recorded. So they just think I ignored them. So unfortunately, from this point forward, all of the tweets are going to look like that from from my, from your perspective. If you if you send me a reply or whatever, I'm probably actually not even going to see it. Um, granted, there have been problems with this anyway because of Twitter not sending notifications. So frequently, I actually wouldn't know that you had sent the tweet or the reply or done done anything. Um, but now it's official. I actually won't be able to even look, even if it's there. Um, and there's still so many things happening, I, I can't catch up. There's no way for me to, to do this piecemeal because it's, it's just a stream of, of um, notifications. And I am getting a lot of notifications. I know that they, that they conceal notifications from me, but I'm still getting an enormous amount. So there's, it's just actually physically impossible for me to keep up with that. Um, so I think that this is, this is good for me. Um, it w was not... A manageable thing. I mean, like I said, spending all day, every day, on Twitter doing this just to fight the censorship made a lot of sense because I, I certainly wasn't going to back down from Twitter um, because they had done this to me. Um, and and of course, once they suspended me, I certainly wasn't going to back down. Um, and <clears throat> it is a little bit kind of like a um, you can't fire me, I quit sort of a thing. You know, once they finally restored my account and, and they have actually re removed the um, the censorship, or at least for the most part, they have they have removed removed the uh, prevention of being able to like and retweet the movement license tweet. So essentially, it still has all of the censorship that's just built into all of these scripts that I've said before. They've spent you know they've had full time developers spending all day. Uh, for days and days on various occasions just implementing these things deeper and deeper into their scripts all over the website and it's specifically against my tweet I, I was mentioning this before uh, this isn't my imagination um, one of the things that that confirmed this for me was uh, during the middle of the censorship campaign when I was when I was retweeting the quote tweets People had discovered that if you copy pasta, copy pasted the, the just the text of the movement license tweet into a brand new tweet on your own account, um, completely unconnected with me or mentioning me at all, and you replaced the keywords in it, the movement license, vaccine passport, lockdown, etc., with nonsense words like you know whatever ice cream cone or you know what I mean really whatever you wanted to put in there and it would trigger the misinformation tag. So that means that they were actually, they had programmed Twitter. Every single person's Twitter account had been specifically programmed with a script that would check whether or not you were posting something that looked like my tweet. So that's actually, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to have that kind of attention paid to me as much as it pisses me off that, that they do, that they would actually spend that much time just, just to squash this single tweet. Um, and it's still got, as, as we know, to almost 50 million. 
uh, impressions, even under the censorship, it had received one million impressions on the very first day. And then they censored it within a matter of hours. Um, and if they had not done that, I was doing the calculations, just basic calculations. It's been, you know, 600 and something days since that tweet. 670 days. So it would be 670 million impressions if they hadn't censored that tweet. And since I know a certain percentage of the people who saw that tweet were on the fence about taking the gene therapy, and they have communicated to me, many people um, have said, I, I thank you for, for that tweet because it, it made me look into it, and, and, and I decided I would not take it, and I told my family to not take it, and none of us have taken it. So lives have been saved by that tweet. And <clears throat> the fact that Twitter did this means that Twitter is, you know, responsible for some percentage of deaths of people that might have been saved if they had been given the opportunity to rethink this particular threat. So I do hold them responsible for those deaths, and um, I, I, I think we should that that matters to actually point out that that's that's actually the reason that so much attention was being paid to this, myself included. Um, but now that that. For one thing, most people have made their decision. They've either exposed themselves to the gene therapy and they're now modified, uh, and there's, you know, whatever, maybe there's something that can be done about that, but this tweet is not going to change that. Um, I don't think anybody is going to decide all of a sudden that they want to become a modified person. Um, so I don't think there's any more people to save with the tweet. Um, it's a significant tweet anyway, since, as I've pointed out, the gene therapy was really not the primary point of that tweet. The primary point of that tweet was calling out totalitarianism and planned economy and saying that it's obvious that this is not a vaccine passport at all. It's a movement license. This is about restricting people's movements because in a, in a planned economy, you can't tolerate freedom of movement because everything must be planned. So, so that part of it, of course, is still significant, and, and therefore it's good that people are retweeting this and, and liking it. But at least they can retweet and like this, and I, I don't have to get involved. Uh, I don't have to spend all my time retweeting the quote tweets because they're unretweetable. Um, so that, this, is, this is where I'm at right now. I have no choice. I have no money. I have to work. Um, but I'm still going to try to do as much as I can. I'm going to do... The interviews, as I said, I'm going to do the podcasts, including Corned Beef and Curses, my Irish traditional radio show I'm going to continue to do. I don't know how frequently I'll do it, hopefully at least once a month, uh, but music I think is important. Um, certainly good for my sanity to do that. Uh, and I've also devoted an enormous amount of uh, effort into sampling my music so that I can use it in that production process. Um, so I have a lot invested in that, and, and I really... I miss doing that show, um, but Road to Serfdom's stream of consciousness is the most important thing because I think, I mean, I think I'm sort of capped on Twitter. I mean, obviously, they've gone out of their way to, to interfere with everything I've ever done. And I've still been very successful, comparatively speaking, but, you know, there's only so much that I can really do uh, on Twitter without some kind of help from some of these um, higher-up people, which clearly they're not going to help. There have been no blue check people, no high-profile people, no news people, no politicians, no actors, nobody. There has been zero support from any of those people for anything that I have done at all. 
Um, there was only one person, one high-level person, who ever retweeted the quote tweet in the first place, and that was um, Emerald Robinson. So I want to call her out and say thank you very much for that. But that's just because I want to point out that there's only one famous person who actually had anything to do with this and participated at all. Um, so that's very damning. Uh, I, I'm, I hold them all personally responsible for it because I know they had to have known about it. Again, 50 million impressions. This thing was a, a, a viral tweet. It was, a, it, was an, it was an episode, a long episode on Twitter. There's no way they didn't know about it. So their only real excuse is they were afraid to retweet it. And that's not much of an excuse, is it? So um, I would like for them to switch sides, join us, and, and stop pretending this isn't happening. Um, but, but I think my best efforts at this point are going to be focused on doing uh, these podcasts because I can describe some of these things, and, and as long as people watch them, which right now I'm not getting a lot of viewership, so I've, I've got to figure out a way to sort of convert my Twitter following into YouTube viewers or Rumble viewers or Odyssey viewers or Podbean viewers or Spotify viewers or Audible viewers or Amazon viewers. I mean, this thing is all over the place. You can find my podcast anywhere. If you need to listen to it audio only, whatever. If you don't like YouTube, you can find it on these other sites. Um, and I'm going to try to revise my format to make it more, for one thing, I'm going to start doing shorts and hopefully humorous shorts. Not all of them will be funny, but, um, I think that's going to help to, to expand my, um, viewership. Um, and I want to, of course, do updates. I want to finish up the, the, the corporativism episode series. I want to talk about cybernetics. I want to talk about Malthusian anti-humanism in a little bit more depth, um, there's a whole bunch of topics that I still have not really devoted whole episodes to. I've mostly been talking about the things that I think are still the most important, which is uh, mass recall and the movement license has been, those two things have been the primary things. Bunker Hunters is very is related to mass recall, and I think that's important to talk about because that's a hopeful outlook for for how things might be in the future if we successfully decentralize, and I should say when we successfully decentralize, because if we do not, we will all be killed eventually. Um, and again, I've pointed this out. We may be talking about two, three, four generations from now, so maybe you will live out your life, but your family will not. Even if you, I mean, one of the things that's, that's just, it strikes me every time I think about it is that I don't know, I mean, there, there could be hundreds of millions of family lineages ending in the next five to ten years no more children under those names there that's it that's the end of those lines because most of these families that decided to take the experimental gene therapy probably did all decided to do it together i mean there's some hope in that there's always seems to be a black sheep somewhere uh, in the family who who goes against the grain and maybe that person will survive and hopefully that person will reproduce but but there's, we are losing a lot of genetic data in the human race. If you look at it like this, we have just cut a massive amount of our genetic diversity from the human population. Um, so that, we, we don't know what the consequences of that are going to be. It's probably not going to be catastrophic because it's still, a, you know, probably 15% of the population is going to die. Um, 
which is exactly what they said they wanted to achieve. If we're lucky, Bill Gates said, quote unquote, if we're lucky, we'll reduce the human population by 15% through the use of vaccines. So this is, this is all real. It has always been real. Uh, and I was pointing out recently that it's not a mistake. This, has, this is a plan. It was all deliberate. Uh, and it's all been methodically executed. And there's no question about it. It's undeniable. So you can't just look the other way. You can't pretend this isn't happening. And although, you know, there were very few people who saw what was happening very early on, at this point, it's there is no excuse. You 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 can't pretend this isn't happening now. Um, you shouldn't have then. If but you know whatever. There's, there's nothing we can do about what has come to pass. All we can do is look to the future. And um, so anyway, that that's just my update about what my plan is for the near future um, and ongoing plans for producing content. Um, so. I will uh, I'll put together some shorts and I'll try putting those up so that um, I can see how that's working. Um, I actually created a TikTok account uh, to put the shorts up because I had done a YouTube short and the format is exactly what TikTok wants. And I had always said I would never start a TikTok account. stupid. But th there's a lot of people there and these things need to get out. And we need to find a way to get this stuff out into the public. Um, because it's being ignored by all the major media channels. So we really do have to, f to try everything. Um, now, I like a lot of people have mentioned these decentralized um, platforms like Noster and whatever. And th they're great. I'm not saying, an, or Bitcoin, for instance, or for money, whatever. That's great. But those aren't, that's not where all of the regular normies are. If I'm trying to reach somebody who doesn't know what's going on, they're not going to be on Noster. Um, and so it seems to me that, that shifting maybe my efforts into those kinds of platforms would be self-defeating because it would just be contributing to this concentration of people who, who are um, dissidents into these sort of dissident, electronic dissident camps where we all just talk to each other and we all, we all already agree about most of these things, right? I mean, I may be contributing some information you might not know, but basically we're, we are, you already agree with me if you're watching this show for the most part. Um, we, we need to figure out a way to reach the people who have no idea. Um, and the Movement License tweet, tweet on Twitter actually was doing that. And that's, that's why, you know, it feels really weird for the last few days to not be on Twitter. I, I, I'm, for two years I was on Twitter all day long. Uh, you wake up, do it, and just every day. Uh, and I can't do it anymore. I have, to, I have to prevent myself from doing it because I have to figure out a way to make money so I don't lose my place. Um, and I don't see any like major donation coming in or anything that's going to allow me to to go back to it and I don't think I should go back to full-time Twitter um, it doesn't seem to be didn't seem to be really helping anything in the end in that last few days of the last month where I where I was doing it again it felt great and everybody was was I was celebrating too and I was responding in addition to liking and retweeting I was replying to every single person and putting a little you know hat and thumbs up or a party guy emoji um, because I just wanted to interact with people and confirm that I was there. Most of them were congratulating me for coming back. And again, almost nobody 
liked or replied to these comments that I was leaving on their on their posts on their on their quote tweets and that's because Twitter is blocking their ability to see my replies so even if I spend all my time doing this the chances are people won't even notice and that's because Twitter is actually interfering with this and as I've explained the reason that they that they interfere with the likes uh, and other stuff and, and prevent people from seeing replies to each other and comments is because they're trying to foster resentment and, and enmity and, and jealousy and all negative emotions because they want people to fight among themselves. They don't want people to be united. Um, and this is just a literal, this is their strategy um, because the person who posts a like, posts, posts a comment, say a reply to something, and I, 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 a normal person presses like, and they just assume the other person knew that they pressed like. But actually, the other person doesn't see a like, doesn't see a reply. They don't get a notification. They think they've been ignored. And so then that person says, well, you know, you asked me a question. I gave you an answer. And then I said, thank you very much. And you didn't even, you know, well, fuck you. You know, the hell with you. And this is what's happening. And this is all intentional. Again, this is these are not like accidents. These are not you know, software mistakes. We know that this is all part of this, and, and this isn't the only platform where they do stuff like this. Um, so, again, it doesn't mean that uh, I should stop doing Twitter. It just means that I can't, that, that, that most of what I have been doing is, is not necessary anymore, and a lot of what I do is not even noticed by anybody because of this type of interference. Um, so I think focusing my attention on these sort of one-way communications, these broadcasts, is probably what I need to do for now, at least. Um, and, and we'll see if I, can, if I can get the YouTube account big. And maybe YouTube will, you know, cancel me. I don't know. Uh, but there's always Rumble and Odyssey and other things. Um, and hopefully it's like with the mass recall, it's really the, the information that's important. Once you have the information about mass recall, what I'm asking you to do is communicate that information to other people. I've explained it in my tweet, in my thread, and it's the pinned tweet on both of my accounts. Look at that thread, mass recall thread, and read the whole thing, and then communicate that to your family and friends. And and you can communicate it to people who, who you know won't agree with it because they need to know about this before they realize that they've been poisoned. And because and that's because we don't want them to freak out and go berserk when they discover that they've been poisoned. When they finally figure it out, the danger is that they will become violent. And actually that's the plan. The government's plan is to provoke people to become violent so that they can say, oh, see, the citizens are becoming violent. We need to deploy the military, declare martial law, and, and there you go. They have their... Um, military, you know, police state forever. So this is, this is, the, the stakes are very high, uh, and they're, they're not going down, and this is not getting better, and as I've pointed out, they burned the ships at the beginning of this. There is no possibility that there is any legislative or legal action that will actually fix any of this. That's, a, that's not on the table, and people need to realize that. Um, it's fine, it was, it seemed to be fine to me not to really dig too deep into that uh, for a while because people were sort of shocked and and it didn't make sense for me to, to shock them more by saying, no, it's even worse than you think. 
But at this point, it is a total waste of time for people to be talking about electing new officials or passing new laws or trying to do any kind of legislative action. The only thing that will possibly work is peaceful, town-level civil rebellion. Mass recall is the only way for us to do this. And the requirement is that we all do it at once. That does need to be done at the same time, so we can't all... It's not a question of starting to do it in your town first as a demonstration to show other towns. This is a -a whack-a-mole situation. We can't have towns popping up and getting whacked because the government will murder everybody in a town if just a single instance of this occurred. But if all the moles come up at the same time, all the towns, all 16,000 towns in in, in the United States, but worldwide, because the global totalitarian corporativist state is every single government, every single major corporation, every single non-governmental organization, all bureaucracies, all the way down to your local town, that's the global totalitarian corporativist state. So, so that we really all have to do this. It's probably going to take years for this information to get out to everyone, but it'll, it'll be faster if you help. Um, and that's what I need everybody to do. That's what we need everybody to do is talk about this so that, so that this information gets out and people are ready so that if and when they actually do their hack attack thing and cut power and communications, we know how to communicate with our local neighbors about how we can do something because if they cut off the power and the communications if you don't know about this you just you would just sit there and and not know what to do uh, or become violent uh, or whatever um you in you and there's one thing we need to do and that is to talk to your neighbors and family and friends and strangers in your town and tell them what mass recall is tell them it's peaceful tell them it's legal as it is, you're allowed to remove your, your officials. Now, it, it, this most important thing is, is that this is not a revolutionary ideology. There will be no replacement for the central government when we, you know, eventually the central governments will go away and we don't replace them. Um, the central governments will stay for a while, even in ideal circumstances, if all of the towns had peaceful town-level civil rebellion, the the governments would still exist. They would still have their armies, they would still have their weapons, all their resources, all their money. Uh, We're not going to war with them. This is a peaceful town-level civil rebellion. But they would no longer have um, consent of the governed, so officially, legally, in any kind of political sense, they would have no power. And the only way that they could really reassert their dominance would be by openly declaring war against their own populations and officially recognizing themselves as hostile occupying enemies. And that's, you know, as scary as that might be, there's not very much they can really do. You know, again, think about this. In the United States, if 16,000 towns are all already free, um, what is, you know, I mean, if you're a soldier in the United States Army and and you're whatever, your, your superior officer says, yep, we want you to go and murder those citizens because they're not letting us enslave and murder them. No, that's not going to work. Um, so this will work and we will win. And then bunker hunters is what we do some years down the road when we actually start to get our shit together and we need to sort of find these people, the really bad masterminds who were hidden away in the bunkers. Um, but that's just to make sure that people know that, that mass recall is as unsatisfying as it may be because it does not capture and kill the really bad guys right off the bat. 
um, there is a way for us to do that in the future. It's just that we have to do this peacefully because any any other way than doing this peacefully is taking their bait. And they want us. They're trying to get us, trying to provoke us to be violent. We can't do that. So, and this lets us actually win without it. So, anyway, I just wanted to, uh, to point these things out and... Um, I hope you're all doing well, and, and thank you all for, for contributing, and um, and thank you to everyone who has contributed and is still contributing on my Patreon for me to do these uh, videos. Um, so I very much appreciate that, and if anyone out there thinks that what I do is valuable, um, I would appreciate you um, coming and, and uh, subscribing to my Patreon and donating, you know, whatever, five bucks, doesn't matter. Uh, it, it really helps me to know that I'm actually um, getting to someone, you know, making a difference here um, instead of just some numbers on a screen. Um, so anyway, uh, that's it. And uh, I'm going to start working on some shorts now.